Hola, mi hermanas. Feliz lunes. Aren't you impressed that 30 years after taking five years of Spanish, I can say, hello, my sisters. Happy Monday. <laughs> I just figured we could spice things up a little bit this fine Monday. Hey, friends, we talked about feeling guilt about taking time away from work. But today we're talking what might be a bigger monster for many of us. Do you ever feel mom guilt as a professional woman? Do you worry that you're not giving your kids the time and attention they deserve because you work full time? Do you sometimes feel envy or resentment toward women who have chosen and are able to be stay-at-home moms? Maybe you can't be the classroom helper, the field trip chaperone, or make it to every single event for your kids, and you worry they're going to be negatively impacted by that. Or how about this one? Your career is really important to you, and you feel guilty that you don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. You impose guilt upon yourself because you should want to be with your kids 100% of the time instead of pursuing your career goals. Or maybe you have to work full-time in order to provide for your family, but you worry that you aren't able to do both roles well. It's important to you to be a great mom and a great worker, and somehow you feel like the two are mutually exclusive. Maybe you are now an empty nester, and you're realizing that you worked so hard that you didn't spend the time you wish you would have with your kids when they were younger. Any of those scenarios sound familiar? Well, today we're going to dig into this topic and speak some truth over it. But before we get into it, I wanted to take a moment to share a review with you. This review is from Susan FS81. Susan says, great content. I love the mix of personal stories, guest hosts, and implementable tips for living without the hustle. Real life practical ways to change habits for the high performing woman. Susan, thank you so much for this wonderful affirmation. It truly is my mission to help other women become fueled by grace and free from people pleasing and approval seeking so that they can create more time for the things that matter most and multiply the impact they have in their life and leadership. Now I'm going to ask the rest of you to do me a huge favor and if you haven't already, please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Much like social media, there's actually an algorithm that affects whether people are able to find the show. Every time someone leaves a review, follows or subscribes to the show, or shares the show with someone else, it helps the algorithm. So please help me reach more people who might need to hear this messaging by sharing or leaving a review for the show. Okay, my guilt-ridden mamas, turn up the volume because you need to hear this word today. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. From 
most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement. But no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Let's take scenario number one when it comes to mom guilt. You work full time and you feel like you just cannot give your kids the time and attention they deserve. It's not possible for you to be the classroom volunteer, the field trip chaperone, or member of the PTA. You do your best to make it to as many programs and sporting events as you can, but you can't even make it to all of those. Maybe it's difficult to even be present when you are with your kids because you're just so tired from work or thinking about work that you're distracted or disengaged. You feel a lot of guilt and worry that your kids are going to be negatively impacted. And maybe this causes you to compare yourself, to feel envy or even resentment toward mothers who are able to do all of the things you can't. Well, let's talk about it. First of all, I've been there. I've always worked full-time and then some, and my husband has always owned a business and worked full-time times three. He truly did miss out on more than I did, working seven days a week, sometimes staying at his shop overnight in the early years while he was building his business. I did my best to parent for the both of us, to make it to school conferences, to band and choir concerts, home sporting events, but I couldn't make it to everything home and away. We couldn't enroll our kids in every single activity under the sun. We couldn't be the classroom volunteers or the field trip chaperones, except on very, very rare occasions. I always felt like a class B mother when comparing myself to others. But let's stop right there. I've learned that comparison is the killer of joy and it's often based on very limited, inaccurate information. Other mothers have stories of their own, and I'm privy to a very, very small fraction of it. There are plenty of stay-at-home moms that actually do give it every ounce of their focus. They're literally called to be full-time mothers, and they do it in very intentional and God-honoring ways. I believe motherhood is the greatest honor, privilege, and gift I've been given as a woman. But it doesn't look the same for me as it does for someone else. And different doesn't always mean better. And one stay-at-home mom is not the same as the next. There are stay-at-home moms who may be there physically, but not there mentally, emotionally, or intentionally for their children. I would argue that that is 
no more beneficial and often can be more damaging for a child than a mother that is able to be fully present but in smaller quantities. Looking back, I definitely see times when I was physically present but not fully engaged. I was just doing my best to survive. I can't undo the past, but what I can do is learn from it and do things differently going forward. And I can give myself grace and acknowledge the things I did well. I did take one or two weeks off every summer when my kids were young, and it was time that was just dedicated to them. We didn't do anything real special or earth-shattering, but it was time just for them. We went to the beach. One year we went to the zoo. We played catch in the backyard. And I am so very grateful that I at least knew enough to take a little chunk of time and make it about them in their younger years. Let's look at another scenario. What about those of you who have a career that is important to you? It isn't your goal or your desire to be a stay-at-home mom, but deep down you feel guilty about that. You feel like as a woman you're supposed to want to be with your kids 100% of the time. You're supposed to want to be June Cleaver, but you don't want to be. Fulfillment comes in part from your work. Is that wrong? Do you love your child any less because you don't want to be home with them every day? Well, heck no. Chances are, if you have a passion for what you do, God has you there for a reason. If you were to deny that calling or that passion, you might feel resent, resentment, you might feel unfulfilled, which then inevitably will show up in your parenting. Your energy is contagious. If you emit an energy of unfulfillment, resentment, and regret, that's going to spill over into your relationships. And the most impactful one is with your children. Is it possible that your passion and your drive as a career woman might just be a wonderful example to set for your children? You can show your daughter that it's possible to have a career and be a mom. The two are not mutually exclusive. You can show her what is possible for her if she should choose both. Teach her how to be a strong and capable woman and that strong and capable women come in all kinds of different packages. For your sons, perhaps you're showing them what it means to be a couple who co-labors to support a household and each other's career dreams. Teach your son how to be helpful and supportive. Teach them both that they share in responsibilities around the house. Chores are a wonderful thing to teach responsibility and life skills. Finally, let's talk about the empty nester who's grown children and feels regret and guilt about the amount of time spent working instead of with their kids. This is a bucket I found myself in. Suddenly, my kids were graduating high school, and I started to think of all the things I hadn't told them, taught them, or taken time to do with them. I felt like our best years were when we didn't have much, 
but we took time to play in the mud puddles and go for bike rides. Why didn't I do more of that? I wanted to rewind time and just hear their little voices, hold their chubby little hands, tell them that they were the most precious gift I could ever imagine and that I would love them no matter what they did or didn't do. Well, I can't rewind time. I can look back and see that I did many of those things. I did a lot of things well for my family. I could have done some things better, but without the ups and downs, we wouldn't be who we are. If I hadn't worked full time, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to lead people or impact the lives I did as a physical therapist. If my husband hadn't built the business he has today, we wouldn't have been able to afford to put our kids through college or provide them with the lifestyle they've had. We can only imagine what life would have been like because it isn't our reality. When I get overcome with guilt about what I'm not doing or what I didn't do for my kids, I've started to take myself through a little exercise. It's basically a tactical application of the serenity prayer. You know that one. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Well, I take the pieces of that prayer and I apply it. It helps sometimes to actually write it down. Make two columns. One column says, the things I cannot change. And the other column says, the things I can change. The first step is to consider and accept what you can't change. We can't change the past. We probably can't change the fact that we do have to work. Or maybe we don't want to change that fact. We can't change whatever feelings or implications that have come from the, life, the lives we've lived when it comes to our children. Take all of those things and write them down. The things that are causing you to feel guilt that you cannot go back and change. Now, consider and write down what you can change. What you can do differently going forward. Here are some examples that I have had to implement in my life. I can change the amount of time I spend working beyond normal work hours. I can take take time off away from work. I can have conversation with my children. I can seek to understand what I need and what my family needs in regards to my time. When I'm with my children, I can be intentional about being present. I can be intentional about letting them know that I'm interested in who they are and what is important to them. I can set boundaries around my time. I can say no to things that don't align with my priorities. And here's a really big one that we struggle with. I can ask for and I can give myself grace. I can forgive myself for the ways in which I fell short. Chances are we might have done a, a lot better than we think we did. 
I asked my kids, who are now in their early 20s, how they felt about their childhood and the fact that we couldn't be present for more things. I asked them if it made them feel sad or less loved than other kids. Neither of them felt like they were missing out when it comes to the chaperoned field trips, the classroom volunteering, or even having us at every single event. They do wish that their dad would have made it to far more things that were really important to them. The things they were passionate about and proud of, like special awards, home sporting events, concerts and performances. But on the other hand, they understood why he couldn't be there. And they feel that having two parents that worked hard allowed them resources and opportunities that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And it showed them the importance of working hard and honoring commitments. My daughter says that she learned how to be self-sufficient, driven, and hardworking because of the example we set and because of the responsibilities she had growing up. She said that she would have liked to have more time together but feels like quality is far more important than quantity. Her favorite summer memories are the same as mine, that week or two that I would take off from work to spend with them in the summer. Simple pleasures. My kids know that they are loved. I am certain that there are things they would have preferred looked a little different, as do we. But all in all, they turned out to be a couple of pretty amazing human beings. I do everything in my power now to let them know how very proud I am of them, how much they are loved, and how that love cannot be changed by anything they do or don't do. I cherish every minute I get to spend with them, but I don't make them feel an obligation to spend time with us when they have other things going on in their lives. I want the time they spend to be time they want to spend. I never want it to be out of obligation. So really, the same is true for me that I hope was true for them, that quality time is far more important than quantity. I encourage you to consider these tidbits now if you still have children at home or if you are an empty nester. It's never too late to prioritize time with your kids. You have done amazing things, and you will not be well served by piling guilt upon yourself. You are just who God made you to be, and you are the exact perfect mother for your children because God said so. Take these three steps to let go of guilt and move forward in your motherhood. First, identify, accept, and give yourself grace for the things you cannot change. Take some credit for all of the wonderful things you have done and continue to do as a mother. Second, surrender those things that you have no power to change. Pray for the Lord to give you peace and freedom from guilt and to give you the wisdom to know what to change going forward. And finally, Look at those things you can change and actually start to take action. Don't try to tackle the world. Just take small, actionable steps. Here are some of the steps I'm taking now. 
I encourage my kids. I reassure them. I inquire and I listen to the things that are important in their lives. I have conversations with them and take responsibility for the things I could have done differently. I do my best to leave work at work. I no longer check my work emails outside of work hours. If I start to perseverate about work, I pray for God to give my mind rest and I fill myself with his truths. I have systems that allow me to leave work without compromising my efficiency or productivity. And I'm happy to share my tricks if you need a partner. Just check out my website, gracefieldleader.com, or grab the link from the show notes. So until next time, my friends, I am praying for God to fill you with his peace and his grace so that you can live life abundantly and feel secure in your motherhood. Ditch the guilt, friends, and have a wonderful, wonderful week. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.